When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. This is Cork Today. Cork Today with J.P. McNamara on C103. And very good morning to you. It's a Thursday's Cork Today. John Paul McNamara in for Patricia again until one. And Bernie is standing by taking your comments. If you want to discuss something on the show or raise something or even comment on what we are discussing, you can call Bernie right now. 0818103103. Lines open. You can text or WhatsApp 0862103103. And ahead on this morning's show, we heard yesterday how professionals were finding it tough to locate homes or even rent a room in the Cork area. This morning, Steve. Students now are leaving their lecture halls to third level students because they're protesting and how hard it is for them to find accommodation. Uh, Well, we're going to hear from one mother this morning who has small children and she now has been forced to go back and live with her parents and they're all sleeping uh, basically in the living room of her parents' house and within her parents' house her two brothers also live uh, with her parents. So it's a very, very busy household. It just shows the reality of what is happening on the ground in this country and indeed here in Cork uh, when it comes to those who are trying to find a place to live and cannot do so. Uh, We'll hear more about uh, that story uh, shortly on the programme but also Cork County councillors, they're asking where is the money from central government to provide services for Cork County? They feel the lack of funding is making towns look shabby and is also affecting the road network and I'm sure many of you listening uh, will agree with the road network and that here in Cork compared to other counties. Uh, You may feel we are left behind. Uh, If you travel uh, anywhere uh, across Ireland, uh, the majority of calls and texts we always get is how come our road network seems to be less... Other other counties are far more superior as what we get rather than Cork roads. And when we raise this with the local authority and indeed with local councillors, they all come back to say that is because the size of Cork County, first of all, it's huge. Uh, and then you have the size of Cork City, but many feel both are not getting their fair representation of funding when it comes to the size of this county compared with other counties, which might be a lot smaller uh, in other parts of the country, that we should be getting more funding uh, and not similar to smaller counties. So that's one of the reasons we get. But uh, even last Friday, I was travelling to Kilkenny uh, for the radio awards and 
obviously we had from here we had to go from I'm in the Mallow studio today so from the Mallow studio we went to the um, Fromoy uh, Fromoy road because the Mitchell Sun road is closed and from Fromoy then you enter the motorway and I was just thinking the motorway then brings you as far as Clamel and I go that route Clamel into Kilkenny uh, and the roads were far superior as one of our callers uh, said a few weeks ago on the show compared to what we're used to because this evening I'll be travelling from uh, well, this afternoon uh, from Mallow to Ross Carberry uh, because the monthly West Cork Sports Star Awards are on tonight in Ross Carberry where we'll be honouring our amazing rowers uh, winning bronze and indeed gold that of course Fintan McCarthy and Paula Donovan and Aoife Casey as well along with Mark Crimmon uh, so they'll be honoured tonight at that event in Ross Carberry for the monthly awards uh, which we do here with the Celtic Cross Hotel C103 in the Southern Star but uh, the journey I'll be facing won't be as smooth as going to Kilkenny and if you speak to anybody uh, they'll say oh you know be careful travelling to Kilkenny well no one will ever say to me be careful travelling to Ross Carberry because they feel well that's within Cork so it's within your own county Uh, but at the same time it's a more dangerous journey because the road network isn't up to scratch as it would be leaving Cork. Uh, So it is open for debate and let me know the roads where you live that you think or highlight them that need to be maintained, that need resurfacing, uh, because it is something councillors now are frustrated with and they feel Cork is not receiving its fair share of funding from central government. We'll discuss that uh, later in the programme. But where you are, where you are living or where you travel, uh, the roads, are you just fed up with them? And maybe over the summer you went and travelled to another county and then you see the difference and it's just frustrating. Not that all counties are fantastic, but uh, wherever the majority of our, our calls and texters go and I myself go I just noticed there's a big difference between the road networks in other counties compared uh, to our road networks here in Cork and then over the last week a number of people using Instagram and Facebook well they've been hacked more scams that this is a new one because they've simply lost their accounts but what's more worrying is they're after losing pictures and many of these pictures are of their families and of their children but the hackers what they're doing is once they hack somebody's account they are then able to send messages to their contacts claiming to be from that person and because more are accepting the messages it means more people are having their accounts hacked what's worrying though as it is Instagram and Facebook uh, they're owned by Meta Uh, Meta also own WhatsApp so some people are receiving messages then from WhatsApp and people are thinking it's the person when it's not Uh, so even if you're not on social media but do use WhatsApp it is having an effect we're going to hear more about that one core person who was unfortunately hacked and scammed and we'll hear that later in the programme from that person and what to be wary of if you find yourself in that situation also our Garda file will be joined by a member of Garda Shikona discussing the crimes in the Cork area over the last week and after midday we'll be joined by a pharmacist giving advice for those who have young children and maybe delving uh, we'll be delving into the coughs and colds but I'm sure a lot of young children at the moment have coughs and colds, uh, a number of them going around as we head into the winter season so if you have a question on maybe how to improve the immune system or how you can deal uh, with your child who is maybe coughing or has a cold and obviously once they're in the school system they're going to pick up that in the classroom so uh, that pharmacist will be joining 
joining us after 12.30. If you have a question, get those into us now and we'll push uh, that to her uh, later in the programme. So then and more to come. Our lines are open 0818 103 103. Text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. And as I touched there on the housing issues and as I mentioned the number of students, both uh, Irish and international students who feel they have been left with no option but to abandon their education after they just simply cannot get accommodation and those who have uh, managed to get accommodation, they realise they have been scammed by so many scam artists that are out there sweeping the country at the moment. Well, while that's going on today, I'm reading this morning in some of the papers uh, and when I read it first, I thought it was giving up the whole church, but not so because a number of churches, first of all in Dublin, are being identified that they could provide homes for up to 2,000 people if they were remodeled. Now, again, as I say, I presume this was churches where mass was no longer or service no longer being said, but seemingly not, that they have identified areas of the church up higher, that the ceilings could be basically lowered and you could input and, and build smaller apartments on the higher part of the church not so much the tower, but the you all know the high ceilings a church has in the higher part that they could put in apartments. Now, uh, this is coming from architects in Dublin, but the Dublin City Councillors aren't too happy over this. They feel it would be exploiting people, uh, putting them to live in a church. Uh, but then if there are churches out there where they are no longer in use and they're shut daily, could they not be used to house people or transformed into uh, apartments if they are churches that are simply closed now and never open to the public. Your views are welcome on that. Would that be, uh, if they were transferred into apartments, would it help solve some of what we have uh, at the moment by way of the housing crisis? And then, when I mentioned students there who uh, are leaving their education and some going elsewhere, billboards now have appeared near a top Dublin hospital and the billboards are basically, they're quite big, and they're encouraging Irish healthcare workers to move to Australia. Now, the marketing strategy is deployed by the Department of Health in Victoria and they have been spotted just minutes away from the Marsha Hospital in Dublin uh, and also they've been noted along Dorset Street in the capital and they basically say Victoria Australia now recruiting healthcare workers. Uh, there's a big picture of a nurse and they give the website and details and they have the official marking and, and logo of the state of Victoria in Australia. So there we are. We have the Australians now targeting Irish workers and many will say they will travel down under. Uh, again all going back to the housing crisis more so in this country which we'll discuss shortly. And then going back to a story we discussed yesterday we were all excited at 10 o'clock yesterday morning uh, following the great win uh, that the Republic of Ireland ladies had getting through to the World Cup and then just shortly after we spoke with Trevor Welsh it was confirmed videos that were doing the rounds on social media uh, that they were of the girls celebrating in their dressing rooms afterwards and then they all had to come out including the manager and apologise for singing the song and including the words up the ra uh, in that song uh, and while that went on yesterday and many uh, media outlets not only here in Ireland but across the world uh, picked up on that and uh, players and the manager and the FBI were out saying sorry and you know they, they realised they would have caused hurt to so many because uh, there is a lot of people who who were hurt uh, and a lot of those who lost families over the years due to various bombing campaigns did come out yesterday and said they were hurt and were hopeful that uh, the 
girls learned their lesson on, on what they did. Uh, but the song that they were singing to where they included themselves in the chorus up the rap, uh, that song is by the Wolf Tones. It's called Celtic Symphony. And that song now is back in the charts. So even though uh, people have mixed views on that. The song is back in the charts from them uh, singing that yesterday and the the media, I suppose, storm that followed. Anyhow, your views are welcome. At, at this stage, I think the majority of people want to congratulate the players that they got to the World Cup and many feel at this stage from our text towards the end of the show, look, that they've done it, they admitted they were wrong, they've apologised, move on and let's celebrate Ireland getting to a World Cup. Uh, that's where we were leaving it yesterday. Anyhow, uh, from our calls and texts, but your views are welcome on text or WhatsApp 0862103103 or call us 0818103103 and I've, uh, I'll get to this shortly but I have emails in regarding those who are uh, road users and they're not happy with people when it gets to the dark evenings again uh, basically who need maintenance of their car lights or just don't know how to use the lights of the car maybe you can uh, identify with a few of the callers and indeed people who have emailed us overnight on this we'll get to those next uh, you can always email us of course Cork today at c103 and this is a text and we also got a, a few emails on this but it's all summed up by Gerard who emailed us last night Gerard is in Clonakilty and he basically says JP can you remind drivers to check their headlights of their cars I work three days a week in Cork City and two days at home now the arrangement suits me but maybe because many people are only back commuting this year on my drive from Clonakilty to Cork City and back I am blinded by car lights you have the car with one light brighter than the other coming towards you. You then have the car driving, leaving their full lights on all the time. And then there is a car with only one light operating and you are unsure if it's a motorbike or it's if it's a car coming towards you. You're not too sure what is coming towards you. But Jared making the point that I feel many of these will cause accidents, but awareness and us raising the matter might prevent this from happening and accidents from happening. Uh, are other listeners in agreement with me and are they noticing the same? What I notice when I am on my commute from work to home, says Jared in Clonacilty on email to jp at c103.ie. Uh, are you noticing that when you are out and about on the roads in the evening, uh, whether you are coming home from work or going somewhere that the nights are getting darker and a lot earlier than we, I suppose, are, are used to over the summer months. And because of that, we're getting used to driving in the dark again. But Jared makes a good point there. A lot of people weren't in the office or weren't travelling to work over the last two years, I suppose. Uh, and are they just getting back into uh, driving at night and getting used to driving in the evening? And maybe that's why uh, they haven't checked their car lights and maybe the cars weren't on the road. So they are just hopping into the car, but maybe bulbs are blown and lights are not adjusted properly. Uh, your views are welcome on that. Uh, do you agree with George in Clonic? 0818103103 or you can text or WhatsApp 0862103103 on the way uh, I'm going to be speaking with Katie um, Katie joins me because following a recent uh, marriage breakup Katie now had no choice but to move back in with her parents and indeed six of her children we'll uh, speak with Katie next Record today on C103 call Patricia with your comment 0818 we discussed yesterday how hard people are finding it to rent a room in a house or just find accommodation well Katie has contacted us Good morning to you, Katie. 
Good morning. How are you? No, I'm fine, thanks. And thanks for joining us and reaching out to us because you find yourself in a situation where you need a home for you and your six children. Uh, this follows a marriage breakup. So tell us at the moment, what are your current circumstances? My current circumstances, myself and my six children are sleeping in a sitting room in a three-bedroom house with 11 people, one bathroom and one shower like to accommodate the 11 of us. I'm living with my parents then and my mother suffered a brain injury, so she's finding it very overwhelming to have us all here, but I have nowhere else to go. The council have refused me emergency accommodation. So you're in the sitting room of your parents' house on the floor. You've no bed and your children, are no. they also on the floor? Yeah, well, I have a travel cot at one side and I have a double mattress I put down by night and the other in the middle of the floor. I have a two-seater that I pull out for two of the kids and I sleep on the three-seater with one of my kids. And that's the reality of your life at the moment. And yeah. then you say, you know, there's one shower and one bathroom. So who else in the house? You mentioned your mother. Is there other family My there? mother, my father, my 18-year-old brother and my 13-year-old brother and my six children and myself. And your children, I mean, the six of them, what ages are they? Um, my oldest girl is almost 14. Um, I have a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 7-year-old, a 5-year-old and a 2-year-old. My 7-year-old attends Temple Street on a regular basis. She requires bowel washouts daily. She has chronic bowel and bladder issues since birth. And my 12-year-old is on the spectrum, um, John Paul. And your seven-year-old, did you say you're going to Temple Street, up and down to Dublin with her? Up and down to Temple Street since birth every, now she has been reduced to once every three months, but actually we got a bit of bad news there last month or the month before. She's due for another operation as soon as possible. Her bladder is filling up, but that's due to my accommodation reasons as well, because I don't have the facilities to to facilitate her needs on a daily basis most days, you know. She's very embarrassed. She's coming to an age where she's embarrassed by her bowel problems now. So she just finds it hard to leave me do what I have to do while there's others in the house, do you get me? Of course. And hygiene would be a big part of this as well. And the fact that she's sleeping on a mattress uh, in a sitting room floor isn't ideal for her or for any of you, really. No, she's actually sleeping on the two-seater now, her, John Paul, but she she suffers with her hips as well. And she attends um, the South Infirmary in Cork with Dr. Colm Taylor for her hips. And it's affecting her. She wakes up most mornings with pains and aches like in her hips and her legs from the way she's sleeping. So it's a lot for her to take in. They have been through so much as well. Do you know, since January, I moved up here. I left my home in January and I moved to Mallow back in January. And my young, my oldest girl was in first year at that time. And I couldn't get her into school until September. She and missed seven months of school because there was no placements in the secondary school for her until September. And then your 12-year-old, you say, uh, how is she finding she's this? Spe- she's finding it very, diff- very, very hard. She needs her own space as well. Like I said, now she's on the spectrum and she's just having outbursts and meltdowns constantly now because I suppose she has nowhere to express herself or go to have a private moment because she's always there's always someone up on top of her everywhere she looks. Well, if there's 11 in the house and then the ages, uh, the older yeah. they are, as you say yourself, some are getting to the age where they want their privacy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your brothers That's are the it. same. Uh, they want their privacy, yeah. so it's not ideal yeah. for any of them. No, no, it's not. My oldest girl has been diagnosed with depression now since... And we're waiting counselling and stuff for her, you know. 
what you're going through a lot, Katie. That's what you were, um, you and your yeah. family, but just your own, yourself and your six children, you're, you're going through a lot. Um, I suppose a lot of people will be asking, have you gone regarding accommodation or regarding emergency accommodation? I've tr- I've exhausted all my options now, John Paul. Going public was my last option. Well, regarding the actual housing, have they said anything to you about emergency housing? No, nothing. They're just saying it's not th- nothing there. Keep looking for rented accommodation. But I know there's a homeless crisis and I've been searching and looking up and down and I've found nothing. I've emailed hundreds of houses on deft on all social media, everything, and there's nothing or no one getting back to me. And do you qualify for HAP? I qualify for HAP, yeah. But even looking for a house or a landlord that will take a HAP, uh, no luck there either? No, no. That's very scarce as well. And when it came to emergency accommodation, I know the council haven't given you much of an answer there, but what did they say overall? I mean, if you weren't living with your parents, I mean, did you tell them you were living with your parents? Yeah, yeah. I told them I'm sleeping on the sitting on floor inside my parents' house. My All of us are in one room. And some nights when it gets over too much for my mother, John Paul, I do have to separate. I have three sisters and I separate the kids out, you know, because it gets too much some evenings for her. So I separate the kids out and try my best that way just so they won't be on top of her for the few hours. I know, I can imagine, and because there's a lot going on with that many people yeah. in the one house. So your it's sisters o- would take them. It's overwhelming for anybody, let alone my mum, you know. And when they go to your sisters then, your your two sisters would look after a number of them, but they still come back to you at night time? Yeah. Yeah. No, they come back to me in the morning. I'll stay with a friend then and I'll collect them in the morning and okay. rack them up and bring them to school and stuff, you know? So that gives your mother a break for, for a night or so? That gives her a break for a night or so, yeah. But still, it's not and the answer. I've explained all this to the council. It's just not getting through some way, or, I don't know. And even though, as you say, you've said this to them, have they offered anything at all to you? Nothing. I'm on the council list since 2008, John Paul, and I've never been once offered um, a home or a house from Cork County Council. 2008? 2008, I'm on the list. 15 years in March. And this is for a home within the Mallow area? Within any area, I'm willing to take anywhere. If it's permanent, I don't mind uprooting. My kids had an awful uprooting this year, so if it was permanent, I wouldn't mind uprooting them again to put put them somewhere where I know it's going to be permanent. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. And have they given you yeah. the chance to go and, you know, on the website they offer people, have you even been given that chance? No, they say, they're saying four-bedroom houses are very scarce, but there's a four-bedroom house became available in Mallow on the CBL programme two weeks ago, and I put it into my basket, and I've heard nothing since. And that house would have suited me down to the ground because there's an extra bathroom in it that would suit my daughter's needs, and I've heard nothing at all about it. So you're doing everything you possibly can. You have moved into your parents' yeah. house. You have tried daft yeah. and uh, to rent with assistance from the HAP scheme. You have also tried yeah. going through the council. Emergency accommodation isn't getting you anywhere. You're giving your parents no. a break by going uh, to different family members. Yeah. Uh, you are really getting nowhere on this with all the various authorities. For yourself, okay, no. you've explained about your children and how it's affecting them and, and, and the rest of your family. How are you? Yeah. My own mental health is suffering, you know, I'm not going to lie, but I just want, I just, oh, I'm just, I am suffering, look, I'm not going to lie about it. My mental health is after suffering big time. I just feel like a failure as a mom now, and my kids are suffering because of me.
Do you know? Well, I wouldn't say you're a failure. I mean, you, you have taken action to move to your parents' house. So a lot of people, uh, Katie, have done that I, over I time. I don't have, it, have the parents. I have My parents have been great. I have a great support network behind me and everything. The count, I just can't be seen. I can't get through to the council, whatever is wrong. They just, you just feel there's no one listening to you? No, I'm not being heard at all. That's why I'm in public with it. And I'm usually a very private person, John Paul, and I hate putting anything public or looking for attention because I don't feel an entitlement. But I just feel like there's a need there for my children now and they're entitled to a home. Do you know? Of course, and I could. I don't think anybody will say you're looking for an entitlement. You do the best you can. I, I wouldn't say you're a failure either. I mean, again, as I say, you've taken no. the action to bring them uh, to your family yeah. home so they have a roof over their heads. So while it isn't ideal, yeah. still they have a roof over their heads, you could have turned up at the council's door in either County Hall or Annabella and said, you know, mm-hmm. hold me, but you've been responsible with that and you're doing your best for your children and you were under pressure, mm-hmm. especially with the seven-year-old, you mm-hmm. know, when you're up and down the yeah. Temple Street uh, with that condition. Uh, and you need to look mm-hmm. after yourself as well. Uh, have you contacted yeah. local TDs or councillors? I, I will. Um, I went public last night now, and if you have gotten on to me, all right, oh, I yeah, got back good. to them this morning. Yeah. And how then are you coping? Obviously, you're not able to work with everything going on, I presume. No, I'm full-time carer to my two daughters. So you yeah. are receiving the carer's allowance for, for them, I presume, yeah? I am. Oh yeah, I am, yeah. For my daughter, my seven-year-old, I'm full-time carer to her and part-time like to the older girl. So now at this stage, what you need is either a rented home, which you can afford, you'll have assistance from HAP or Mm -hmm. the council just Mm -hmm. to simply uh, help you get emergency accommodation or just a a council home that surely, you know, there must be one somewhere that they can help you with. Yeah. There is one here in Mallow, actually, that they could help me with, but they're actually just refusing point blank too. And you're happy to go anywhere across across Cork, within reason? Within reason, yeah. If it was permanent, I don't mind where I go, just as long as I don't have to uproot my children and put them through any more heartache than what they've been through in the last seven months. All right, well, Katie, uh, we really do think yeah. of you because you, you are trying your best here and yeah. you seem to be coming up a brick wall every time you look at yeah. another option. Everywhere I turn. Yeah, yeah, really you are. Uh, we will get and contact the council on your behalf and while they, I know Thanks they don't so public, uh, well, no, we'll, we'll do the best we can. I know they don't comment publicly uh, to us, but up behind the scenes, they may take this on board and, and they may try and do something for you. Uh, and in the meantime, yeah. if anybody does come to us with any any offer of help, we'll stay in touch with you, Katie. That's great. Thanks so much, John but Paul, for you, Paul. Thanks for well, getting on to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for, for sending in a WhatsApp and, and contacting us to highlight this issue. You're yeah. not alone there, Katie. Yeah. There's others uh, who may be in different situations, but are in a situation yeah. like you where they're trying to find a home. So don't think you're on your own with this That's one. That's it, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a crisis now in this stage, like... Yeah, it is. And, yeah. and they're going to go up further. So that's why you need to take action or someone needs to take action for mm-hmm. you as soon as possible. Katie, we'll, we'll stay in touch with you. And of all, right. you mind yourself, mind your own health. All right. Thanks so much. Thank okay. you. Mind yourself, Katie. Thanks a million. Thanks. Cork County councillors are unhappy that they await a reply from government over the underfunding of Cork County Council. Now, given the size of Cork and the lack of funding it's having, it's going to have a further negative effect, they feel, on the look of towns and villages, but also on our road network. Well, independent councillor Ben Dalton O'Sullivan joins me on this. Good morning to you, Ben. 
Good morning, John Paul. Central government allocates money to all the local authorities right across uh, the country. And is it that Cork County has not received its allocation as yet? Absolutely. And, well, I suppose, kind of going back about maybe two years, just to put a bit of context into the, where this whole argument was coming from, I suppose, for many years, councillors have been saying that, look, Cork County isn't getting its fair share of money. And during Mary Lenahan Foley's time as mayor of the county, um, what the council decided to do was say, basically, look, we're going to contact an independent body, which at the time was um, the All-Ireland Research Observatory in Maynooth. And we totally stepped back from it. And we said, look, we need you to look at Cork County as a whole, look at the local authority funding structure we have and see, are, are we getting our fair share of money? Is what we're saying is correct or is it incorrect? And basically, we were expecting the, the report to come back and say there was issues, but we were never expecting the report to come back and show how many issues were there in Cork County with regards to underfunding. So, like, basically what came back was, you know, it, it set out kind of very um, a very interesting framework on it because it showed that North Cork, for instance, if North Cork was taken as a single county um, in, the, in, in Ireland, it would be the 10th largest county with 91,000 people. If South Cork was taken as an individual county, it would be the 13th largest with 151,000 people, comparing it to Kerry, which is 147,000 people. And again, with West Cork, it would be the 8th largest county if it was taken individually. And it went through a whole list of areas which Cork County Council isn't receiving um, its fair share of funding. And um, if you have a second there, John Paul, I'll just maybe mention one or two of the, the areas where yeah. we are where we were kind of underfunded, I suppose, CLAR funding, which is, um, we have the highest population in Ireland which qualifies for CLAR funding, but yet we receive the lowest funding per capita in Cork County. In roads, for instance, under the current funding we're getting from central government, it'll take 52 years to bring all our roads up to an acceptable standard and it'll take three quarters of a billion, a billion, not million, billion, to bring our roads up to an acceptable standard in Cork County. In terms of leader funding, which is uh, funding, as you know, in West Cork and North Cork, it, it kind of West Mallow and everything West of Tanakilty, that funding puts in place things like playgrounds for communities, etc. Um, we received the fourth lowest um, allocation. And in terms of rural regeneration, again, a brilliant scheme to deliver uh, community centre upgrades and different things, in, particularly in West North Cork. We received one-fifth of what the whole of County of Clare got. So, so there is a clear issue. Every county in and every local authority across the country, do we all receive similar amounts of money from central government uh, or does it vary? It, it varies very much, but I suppose we're looking at this on a per capita, per head of population. Yeah, so when you say South Cork is, has a greater population than Kerry, uh, Kerry would receive funding for the entire county, whereas Cork is receiving funding for, for, the, for the entire city and county. And for Cork County Council's area, it is the entire county. But if you have one area of that county with a higher population than another county, there's something not adding up if the funding isn't to scale. Exactly. And I think what's important, and we even said it in the council meeting on Monday, we are not asking for a penny in additional funding. We don't, you know, we're just asking for a fair share. We only want a fair slice of the cake from the central government funding. And, you know, at the end of the day, I suppose, one thing which councillors across the country fought on was up until this year, we had a thing called the Equalisation Fund. Again, a separate thing, but it's the local property tax. So basically, um, for every €100 Euro in property tax that the uh, property taxpayers in County Cork were paying, €20 Euro of it was being handed over to central government to be reallocated to smaller local authorities. So we were only retaining €80, out, 80 Euro out of every 100 in Cork County. 
So we were effectively handing €8 million Euros a year over to central government and not seeing a penny of it. So that came to a stop this year. Councillors across the country got very firm on that. And we're now retaining that €8 million in Cork County. So we feel we are making progress with this. But I suppose what's kind of disappointing from our point of view is when the AERO report, the AIRO report came out and in Maryland and Foley's time, we're now on our... Uh, we had Gillian Coxon as mayor. We now have Danny Collins as mayor. So this is effectively the third mayor who has the AERO report. And they have done everything in their power to try and get a meeting with the three um, senior representatives of the government but there's been no response to date. And we are very frustrated as councillors that we haven't got a response from the, the Taoiseach, the Minister for Public Expenditure and um, uh, the Minister for Defence, Simon Coveney. And those three you mentioned there, they're all in Cork South Central. So the, you're from Ballygarvan, aren't you? That that, that would be your Absolutely. constituency. So Absolutely. have you requested yourself to meet them, given that you would be their constituent and you would be living in the area? Well, I think, to, to be fair to the council, it's the mayor and the mayor who wants to take this and lead, lead this from the county because I suppose it'd be very low like as much as I'd like to do it for my own area but to be fair there's 55 councillors it's a lot of the whole county is affected and yeah. what we're doing would is you we're have, city unified Would you have further an influence because you're living in the same area as those three main politicians that are in government? Yeah absolutely and like I, I will I'll speak to the mayor and if I can meet them I certainly will but to be fair I think you know, we're trying to look at this as a whole county yeah. approach. Oh, yeah, I can see that, yeah. The issue is in the county and we want to, you know, we want to get a better deal for the whole county as opposed to one village or one town, you know, so we want to lead it from a whole county approach. And while you mentioned the local property tax there, and it's good to hear that the money being uh, raised in Cork is now staying in Cork. All of you as councillors ahead of the meeting, and I, I understand why you voted the way you did, but the council executive of Cork County Council did recommend uh, to you that you have to increase the rate of the local property tax by 15%. Now, councillors chose not to and to keep it at 7.5%. And again, you know, we understand why you did that. Many councillors saying they don't want to put further burdens on house which is very understandable at the moment but then can you see the, the hierarchy argument who are going to say to you you didn't increase the property tax so it, there's going to be a knock-on effect to that and uh, as you mentioned the likes of road networks and town painting schemes will suffer because the money's not there. Yeah and so I suppose where we're coming from this is that like as a local authority we have to balance the budget every single year but I suppose we are just so frustrated that there is a lack of funding issue from central government. We've asked for the meetings and we didn't get them and I suppose we were hoping we took the decision before the budget and we were hoping there'd be a bit of help in the budget for us. But look, that's yet to be seen. You know, we need to look at that as well. But I think the thing is, that I think, look, the property taxpayers of County Cork, they're paying enough. You know, they're absolutely paying enough. And, you know, I, for instance, I had someone on TV yesterday. They're living in a rural area. Their septic tank is going to cost 15000 to replace and there's absolutely no grant assistance for them. And, you know, so people are very frustrated, especially in rural areas. And we just felt... Yeah. Like we we couldn't put any extra burden on the the people, especially in the rural areas. We just couldn't do it. And I think the answer really is with the three senior uh, representatives in the in Cork. We need to meet them. They haven't responded to our meeting request, and we need to meet them ASAP to start this conversation. You know, I said at a previous council meeting, if it was up to me, I'd be looking for a rebate because I, I'm as far as I'm concerned, this underfunding is going on for years, and we're entitled to something extra. But I think at this stage, if we can just get our fair slice of the cake, 
that's all we're looking for and we shouldn't have to fight for this as the people of Cork County we shouldn't have to fight And you're right regarding the rural areas and local property tax uh, we get every time we mention the local property tax uh, many feel they pay it but they don't see anything back for a term when they talk of street lights and uh, footpaths and that and Fianna Fáil councillor Skibbereen based Joe Carroll he has said since the abolishment of town councils the level of funding from central government has decreased I mean would you agree with Joe on that and that's leading now to a lack of outdoor workers as well Absolutely, and to be fair, Joe has been on the council for years, and he's you know he's looking at this for many many years. I'm kind of a new new member to the council, but I suppose I remember my very first council meeting back in 2019, and one of the first speakers was Joe Carroll, and he looked for a meeting at the time with the minister for transport to see to send a delegation up to Dublin or to bring him down to Cork to discuss the underfunding. And as far as I know, Declan Hurley sent a similar request as chair of the SBC. And as far as I know, there hasn't been any response to that either. So I suppose, look, we're, we're just, you know, we're, all we're looking for in Cork County is we're looking to be heard. And I think what's frustrating for us is that, you know, with the money that's there in the council, we're doing an awful lot of good to it. In my own area, in the Line MD, we're putting 300,000 back into communities through grants this year. Um, that's into the tidy towns groups, mm. into the smaller groups. But we're doing an awful lot of good with the bit of money we have. But we can do an awful lot more. And to be fair, like it isn't Cork County Council's fault as such. You know, if we were getting the extra funding or the funding that we deserve from higher up, we could deliver a lot more on the ground. And I think that's that's where we're most kind of frustrated at, you know. And that's why many of our road networks, which have a lot of calls and texts this morning on about our roads, are falling into disrepair because we're not getting the money for the size of the county. Uh, the money is not coming our way. So while I was given an example a while ago, I was in Kilkenny last Friday, you know, there's nearly a motorway for most of the journey. While you turn off at Clonmel, there's a good road from Clonmel to Kilkenny. I'm going to Ross Carberry later this evening for the West Cork Sports Star Awards. And I can say the same about travelling from Mallow to Ross Carberry. So, you know, it does show up Cork when you look at it compared to other counties. And I think, you know, where the, you know, when you look at the, like that's, I suppose, even from a local, we can see that as local people living in Cork. But I suppose if you were looking at this in terms of a business, looking to come down to West Cork or come into North Cork, or South Cork, whatever, they'd be looking at all these things. They'd be looking at broadband access, which I respect that's outside of the council's control, but they'd be looking at road networks, you know, different things like that. So like, you know, there's, there's an awful lot more to this as well, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, I just, I'm just worried that the government represented they aren't seeing it and you know like I think this is going on two, two and a half years now that we're looking for this meeting and it's just so frustrating we'll wait and see I think if you, as you're in the, the Cork South Central constituency maybe if, if the mayor and I'm sure uh, Danny Collins wouldn't be too put out if you were able to put in a request because you are a constituent of the three of them that is on Taoiseach Michal Martin Public Expenditure Minister Michael McGrath and Foreign Affairs Minister Simon Coveney so as they're in your area maybe no harm to reach out that might speed things up uh, and see what will happen for the moment Ben I have to leave it there but thanks for joining us this morning thank in the programme thank you, that, to you. Thank and likewise that is Independent Councillor Ben Dalton or Sullivan it's Cork today until one is JP in for Patricia your calls and comments are welcome Bernie taking those on the phone right now 0818103103 or you can text or WhatsApp 0862103103 and ahead more on scams this time Facebook and Instagram accounts which have been hacked and the results of what the hackers have done and how others are being caught we'll speak to a person who was uh, caught out by that shortly on the programme and after 12.30 we're going to be joined by a pharmacist on the show.
Uh, this is Sheena Mitchell and she runs her own pharmacy and also she runs a podcast called Wonder Baba but she's going to give advice because she's a mum to three so if you have uh, a young child in your home uh, Sheena is well used to the cops and the colds and whatnot they pick up in the schoolyard or indeed in the school classroom so if you have any questions on how to deal with a young child's health or indeed your own get those into us early so we can put those to Sheena she'll join us after 12.30 uh, you can email us Cork today at c103.ie or indeed call Bernie or text or WhatsApp 0862103103. Now, earlier on in the show, we were discussing what we were discussing yesterday continued on to today because uh, further coverage of, first of all, the great achievements by the Republic of Ireland ladies getting through to the World Cup, but... It was the celebrations in the dressing room afterwards uh, that kind of turned the victory uh, a bit sour and what was an, a great occasion for Ireland uh, was overshadowed by the singing of uh, a certain song. But, well, it was, it was a song by the Wolf Tones called Celtic Symphony, but it was the up the rap part in the chorus of that song uh, that many people had mixed views over. Uh, here's just some of the comments that we have got this morning on that. First of all, this is from John, who's in Carrigaline. John says, I won't be supporting the ladies soccer team next year they were a thundering disgrace from hero to zero in a few minutes I'm sticking to our own game of GAA says John in Carrigaline while Jer is in Middleton and he says that song that people are referring to is not an IRA song as is being reported it's by the Wolf Tones as we know and the media should apologise to the team for criticising them it is blown out of all proportion everyone is playing that song on the internet now and I did mention that earlier Jer that because the reference is given to the song people have gone looking up the song and it's actually number one uh, in the uh, charts at the moment when it comes to the internet charts it's it's because of the streaming it's reached to uh, number one and still in the top ten I think this morning uh, Pat is in for Moy he says the song is a great dancing tune that's all it is the girls were not thinking about the words uh, then somebody else saying uh, hi JP no name on this text though they had to listen to Jeffrey and uh, his unionist friend on TV and they were having a go at our girls singing but he feels uh, the unionists having to go at that song over I suppose on the other hand what you know that happened d- d- during the troubles and the uh, and the so-called war uh, the troubles or whatever you want to refer to this texter is saying anyway he's calling them hypocrites is what that texter is calling uh, the unionists for coming out because you know there was both sides involved is what that texter is saying while somebody else on WhatsApp is saying that the Irish ladies have nothing to apologise for uh, they sang their songs in their own dressing room not in public should this Scottish apologise for singing Flower of Scotland because that song is about a battle with England in 1314 says this person on WhatsApp while Dan says he heard it sung in a pub at the weekend but when he played sport what was said in the dressing room stayed in the dressing room so they brought this among themselves whoever thought it was a good idea to upload this video was very very wrong hopefully they have learned a lesson and Emma says the girls got carried away uh, and like everything and like every win they got carried away in the moment but I think maybe young people in general need to be educated about these songs the girls did not mean any harm and many of them were not born at the time of the so-called troubles so they may not 
understand and while we all learn history in our schools and we all know about our Irish history many of us were not around at those times and there were not happy times for so many families right across the country no matter what side of the things you were on there were unhappy times I do feel though that they should be celebrated for getting to the World Cup and we need to move on but with everything going on in the world at the moment regarding those songs people do need to learn about our history with certain songs before we cause offence to others as we have come so far in this country says Emma on WhatsApp to 0862103103 and on text on the same number Donal is in Crosshaven he says well done to getting to the World Cup World Cup first not the finals yet but the World Cup anyhow Donal (laughs) we are through to maybe we'll get through to the World Cup finals Uh, but Donal's saying we'll have to concentrate on this now and move on and Brian and Skibbereen making a a similar comment and a few more people have been on and I suppose this is the two sides to that argument first of all uh, we uh, and this is a report in the papers this morning uh, Kenny Donaldson who is Director of Services for South East Fermanagh Foundation and they provide support to those victims of the troubles he felt that this was a new low uh, when a national sporting team can feel it acceptable to associate with an organisation that he says murders and maims its neighbours he says these players are young women and young women ha- who have achieved a remarkable sporting success uh, they have been viewed by many as role models so now they have a responsibility when it comes to this but on the other side of this then uh, Brian Warfield who is one of the lead singers with the Wolf Tones he said like everybody he's very proud of the team for their achievements and the song they chose to celebrate he says they have a right to sing a song of their choice and no crank is what Brian says should be on there telling them what to sing and how to sing it this is a free Ireland uh, there are the words of Brian Warfield of the Wolf Tone so you know there's going to be mixed views in any situation regarding that uh, and yours are welcome on phone or indeed on text also earlier Gerard in Clonakilty raising the issue of drivers in the evenings and it's getting darker now in the evenings and as many people as Gerard put it are back to work for the first time maybe in two years commuting again people may not have checked their cars or indeed their car lights and a lot of people unhappy like Gerard on what they come across in the evenings first of all on lights yes I agree with Gerard a lot of drivers don't know where the lights are first of all and all drivers Irene says need to check their cars before they go on the road especially their headlights while Timmy says yes I agree with Gerard it is very annoying and sometimes you are blinded every evening but my fear is I'll be blinded at a time where I can't see what is in front of me it's dangerous for drivers but it's also very dangerous for cyclists and indeed uh, for pedestrians and somebody else on text says they should definitely put their dims on when driving in the night behind your car and indeed in front of your car but this person is more sick of people uh, driving behind this person with full lights on they say you can't see a thing so Gerard and Clonacilty a lot of people agreeing with you on how many drivers deal with driving in the evenings not using the lights correctly but also uh, drivers where their one light is brighter than the other or they have only one light showing the other one is gone and you don't know if it's a motorbike or indeed if it's a car travelling towards you and then Katie who joined us earlier on the comment line who uh, following a marriage breakup is now living with her parents she has six children they're all living in the living room of her parents house along with her two brothers and her mother and father it's a very busy household and she has been on the waiting list for Cork County Council since 2008 nothing so far 
she also has tried looking to rent herself and she does qualify for the HAP scheme but because of the demand out there at the moment she has no luck with that either and we are in contact with Cork County Council to see if we can be of any assistance to Katie and while the council as I mentioned earlier won't comment on air behind the scenes they may offer support to her so we'll hopefully get somewhere with that but in the meantime a lot of people have been in contact with us first of all this person on WhatsApp says this is a health and safety issue some wealthy house owner needs to step in if they can and help her the council are of no help at this stage while another person who doesn't want their name mentioned and that that is okay but they find themselves in a I suppose a similar situation to Katie and they say that I am in a very desperate situation. My landlord is selling my house so I have to move. I have four weeks left before I have to be out and the landlord did everything correct with notice etc so I got the correct notice and everything like that but I have to be out now. I had a housing application in place and when my marriage broke down a few years ago I sent in paperwork to have the application put in just my name. This apparently never happened as when I went to tell the council I had to to move and that I have a house lined up for me and indeed my kids. They informed me I had to start a new application which will take about 12 weeks. The hoops I've had to jump through to get this and that and other information. When I send it all in, they are coming back with new things and I need to get this and that sent in again. So while this is all taking time, Uh, My potential new landlord is getting a tad annoyed waiting and I don't blame her. I've done everything right and found my own house and it's the paperwork and invasive questioning is going to make us homeless. I've contacted a couple of local councillors for help. I haven't heard anything as yet. It's very disheartening for us. There are so many of us now out there trying to do our best but we get shut down at every opportunity. I feel for everyone who is in the same or indeed a similar position. Well the best of luck to you when you have got your own home and I presume you've got this privately and are you entitled to HAP? I presume you are but still getting the the final documents maybe to get HAP or uh, to get something for whatever scheme you were going on if if it is a private household uh, that your landlord is giving you. Uh, you'll still be paying rent but maybe it's the final paperwork for HAP you're waiting from from the council uh, and as you say you're jumping through hoops to get that uh, finalised then on the other side of this Isha is in Douglas and she's asking why did Katie have six children if she has been on the housing list since 2008 why should the taxpayer be paying for her house Isha says she worked hard all her life to provide her own home it is not the responsibility of so many uh, to help others uh, who have a lot of children if they you know if they decide to have children and then don't uh, if you want to have your own home more or less uh, one billion of our money is going to pay for the HAP every year says Isha in Douglas well Eddie uh, says if Katie is on the housing list oh that's very like what uh, Isha is saying in Douglas uh, Eddie feels that she should not have left the house uh, in the first place uh, well it was a marriage breakup and you know, for obvious reasons we're not going into the details of what happened there but uh, thank you for your call Eddie uh, on uh, 0818 103 103 to Bernie you can text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103 there's a lot more calls and comments in and I'll get to those very shortly but I want to speak uh, to Laura next uh, one of those people like so many others who was affected and hacked on her Instagram account it also affected her Facebook and indeed her WhatsApp her friends then got a text from her they got hacked Uh, We'll find out more about that next, but a word of warning. C103 Jobs. 
food and beverage personnel. They are required for the Fairgrove Hotel and the Clongibbon House in Mitchell. Sound full and part-time positions are available. You can email fairgrovehotel at gmail.com. And roofers are wanted for slating and tiling in the West Cork and also in Cork City areas. You can email Limited at gmail.com. And a sign fitter is required for the Cork area. Email your CV to jobs at asigns.ie. You'll find these jobs and more details online right now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Cork Today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 0818 Up to 1 million Facebook and Instagram users have had their login details stolen by malicious Android and Apple apps. The social media company Meta, which owns the platforms, is reaching out to those impacted, but many already have been hacked. Laura Hallasey joins me as she had her Instagram account hacked. Good morning to you, Laura. Morning. Many people may know of Laura because Laura worked on this program many years ago. And Laura, you were at home at the weekends doing your own jobs, unaware that your Instagram account was trying anyhow at one stage to be hacked. But when did you first find out that you were hacked? Yeah, so um, it was on Friday and I um, got a message from a, a contact that if a girl, someone I'm friends with on Instagram and I didn't realise that like it wasn't her that they were impersonating her and it was asking me to vote for something and I clicked on the link and the second I clicked on it um, I got logged out of my account and I couldn't get back in and I realised obviously then and over the last few days I've just been getting messages from friends of mine asking some saying like have you been hacked and um, I, I still haven't been able to access the counter get back in so it was very very fast and very instant that it happened Yeah and I was on air Sunday morning here and I saw the message coming from you and basically it was more or less saying that you were doing well in your job and you were going for a course and the course I think was going to lead to a promotion and yeah. you were looking for me to vote for you in this course to get to the next stage so I was mm-hmm. going, oh, hey, Laura, you know, and how are things? And it, yeah. you were said back, I'm fine. And then whatever else you said, you wanted my phone number. So I kind of went messing. Have you lost my phone number? And then the response back, I just knew uh, straight away yeah. from knowing you. I mean, I would we have worked together for, for many years, but I know you yeah. outside of, of here as well uh, from being from Bandon, both of us. So right. I just knew, I said, this isn't Laura. So it kept going yeah. on and it kept saying, quick, quick. And I was like, no, this isn't Laura. So I, I blocked you straight. <laughs> and I apologise. I blocked yeah, you straight good, away. Good. <laughs> and then when I, came, <laughs> when I came off air, uh, you sent me a message then yourself from on the old SMS to text telling me that you were hacked. But I'm sure I wasn't the only one getting those type of messages like you initially did. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it seemingly has contacted pretty much everyone I'm connected with on on Instagram by this point because I get I'm getting loads of messages from people some people you know the way with social media that you may not have like been in touch with for a long time saying like are you sending me a message very similar to how you described um and a lot of people it's very convincing so like if you don't know people as well do you know what I mean I think you can easily be 
cut out. Yeah, and it's a good point you make there for people who may be receiving these type of messages because we have got texts this morning again from those who have been affected. And not everybody mm-hmm. will know someone via social media as good as in real right. life. Or you might be have worked with someone or been a friend with someone five or ten exactly. years ago. I just say... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves... Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like if anyone even has any any concern if they get a message, just just if you doubt it at all, just don't you know just don't engage with it because because um it's very like, it is very convincing and they have got gotten a lot of people so just you know if you had if it kind of if it worries you at all just don't don't contact people that way you know and your own phone then was that hacked in any way or was it just the Instagram account? No, thankfully mine wasn't, but I have heard of people that did, like, I suppose it depends on what information your Instagram account holds. Like, luckily my number or anything isn't on it. Um, but for people who may have some information shared, like many people have a phone number because they know their phone number might be on their websites for work or whatever. Um, so it's like that, uh, that information is accessible to hackers. So thankfully mine isn't, but I have, people did get get contacted by WhatsApp and stuff if their numbers and details were up there. Of course, uh, Meta owns Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp. So if they can get into your Instagram, more than likely then they can access your WhatsApp account as well. And were you able to get onto Meta or Instagram yourself? (laughs) No, I was very disappointed with the the reaction or the the response, should I say, because I instantly sent them a a message like via email just saying that I'd been hacked and they send you back saying like they, they want verification that it's you which is fair enough and so um, asking you know for I think it's like what a photograph or your or your login details or whatever and um, just I think sometimes it says like they will get back to you in a couple of days but then when they got back they said they couldn't find anything and mostly what annoyed me was that they won't shut it down because it's still contacting contacts of mine Um, and no matter how many times I've reported it and I've asked many of my friends who got contacted to report it and it's still so I know they've at least gotten 30 or 40 reports from my account at this point for the last three or four days so um, 
it's still it's still up there and going. Like so, nothing done, and yet your friends who haven't been in contact with you are still receiving messages, supposedly yeah, from you, I'm but getting, it's not you. I'm getting like about three text messages or WhatsApp messages a day asking me like, "Is this you trying to reach me?" And I'm like, "No." And every time I get when I go on and report it and ask them to report it, so they've easily gotten about thirty or forty reports off my account at this point, and it's still active. While your account is hacked, you know, if you ever change your password, it will ask you go into your own email and click on the link to update and change your password. Was there anything came into your email asking for anything at all? The second that it got hacked. They change the email, so if so, if you go in and you try and and send it to an email, it sends it to their email now. God, they're fast, aren't they? You can they? see you can see the email address isn't mine anymore, but I can't go in and change it. So it's going to a um, a different email address. And the photos and information you had on Instagram, I mean, can you get those back, or or are you no. a big Instagram user? I mean, I used it, but I, thankfully I didn't put a lot of like, you know, personal details on there, um, but I used it regularly enough. Um, but yeah, no, all the photographs and stuff are gone. And I mean, it's okay for me, but I have friends who like had pictures of their kids and, you know, things like that. And that obviously they don't want floating around the internet. Um, so I just, you know, I was more concerned for what other people would get taken off theirs because mine doesn't have anything overly like personal up there, you know. Yeah, well, it's a word of warning because the other thing is at least your phone number wasn't attached, but we are aware of people who uh, are phones, their own phone has been now hacked into. But the warning thing is your bank apps are on your phone and some yes. people are fearful that they can't get into their banking systems and you know yes. what happens after that and we don't want people losing out of money. So just be extra careful. Yeah, I just say to people to be, yeah, to be really careful to maybe avoid putting your phone number up there or anything like that because like, you know, any more information they they can get, do you know what I mean? And so, and just to be careful what you you post on there, and and just and just also like if you get receive any messages you're worried about or you think that's a bit strange, just don't engage with them because because it seems to be happening to lots of people, and it is very convincing. Yeah, and check it out first with the person, just simply block them. Yeah. I suppose is the best thing you can do yeah, if you think it's suspicious. There's a, an opportunity to report the account and say that they, you think it's been hacked, and then there you can also just block it, and that's just the best way to, to do it I think even though I mean I know I was saying the response isn't good but at least then you're not getting contacted so that's good Well it's a word of warning to people out there you know don't have too much information on your social media accounts and especially exactly. when it comes to Facebook, Instagram and indeed WhatsApp so just take care out there and beware like you would in the streets for the moment Laura best of luck uh, hopefully Masha Thanks. will come back to you and, and sort your Instagram and uh, maybe you can get access once again to it yeah, thanks a million, JP. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 86 And time for this week's Garda file. I'm joined by Garda Don Davis from Bantry Garda Station. Good morning to you, Don. Good morning, JP. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks, and thanks for joining us. And you're starting uh, this morning with something, unfortunately, that is, I suppose, coming back again uh, following the uh, various lockdowns over the last two to three years. And these are the bogus tradesmen uh, that are doing the rounds. Absolutely, uh, John Paul. Look, unfortunately, they're on the go throughout the country. But, you know, it's just common sense, I suppose, advice we want to try and give to people is just not to engage with them, basically. If these people come and call to your door, just contact your local guard station and tell them that you do not wish to have any works done. 
I suppose in simple terms, we all need to get little jobs done, but we all know a local builder. It's nice to keep it local. You know you're dealing with decent people. You know it's going to be right. These people will come. They'll do a little job for you. It might be in the gutters. Then they want to do a bit of power washing. And before you know it, they're looking for exorbitant number, exorbitant fees from you. So the, the advice is quite simple, John Paul. Do not engage with them under any circumstances. Engage with your local builder and keep it local. So they carry out the work first in many of the circumstances, do they, and then want the money afterwards. But there's no agreed price, I presume, so you're, you're facing huge costs following the work. You're, you're facing huge costs, really, at their own discretion. And like nine times out of ten, this workmanship is absolutely terrible. They're really, they're really just exploiting people that are living in isolated areas or maybe the elderly. So do not engage under any circumstances. Contact your local guard station if you have any fear or doubt in relation to them. But get your work done locally, I think, is, is, the, is the simplest advice, John Paul. Yeah, just trust the person that, that, that's your, that you're getting and don't believe anybody that just rocks up at your door or indeed your driveway. And then staying on the theme of fraud, I suppose, we were speaking there a few minutes ago to Laura, who had her Instagram account hacked and how then if followed on having her Facebook and WhatsApp hacked also. And, you know, what could lead to someone's bank details being obtained uh, this you're raising here is to do with a telephone code calling and a fraud in relation to this absolutely and unfortunately there's been numerous calls in the last number of weeks from people pertaining to be from air which is a very legitimate company these people are offering you a refund and looking to uh, obtain remote access to your computer so i mean you know it's in simple terms any of your listeners out there, do not give anybody access to your 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 computer. Your, if you give them access, remote access to your computer, you're basically giving your remote access to all your bank details and any other personal or private information that you have on that computer. So under no circumstances, give anybody remote access to your computer system or give them your passwords or a username or absolutely no details. And as they claim to be from air, is it just saying that you wrote a refund or are they going into detail about that? Because many people, when they ring, sometimes they had their name and they had their details and, and that kind of confuses people. But just to be extra careful, because, you know, air won't be ringing mostly for refunds anyway. Uh, trying to get through the air can be successful sometimes. So it, it, do they have the person's details when they ring or is it just potluck? They'll have basic details. You know, they're, they're, obviously these people are, you know, quite, quite... These will appear to be quite legitimate companies, but I suppose the simple thing about it, these companies will not require you to give access to your computer. They will not require your bank details over the phone, you know. So anybody that's that's looking for any of that information, immediately you know something is wrong and do not engage with these people, you know. Yeah, indeed. And uh, then you have a case of criminal damage. This is in Inchigila. Inchigila, John Paul, um, last Sunday night into Monday morning, uh, sometime between kind of 1.15am to 1.30am, a man was seen breaking four windows in a private house on the main street in Inchigila. So we're just uh, hoping that someone may have seen this man coming or going or may know who this man was. And we would be delighted with any information that we may be to apprehend this man. And then we've had a lot of uh, calls and texts this morning, Don, and something that came up in the show. Uh, it was from Jordan Clonakilty, and you might have seen this as well on your, your drive around the area. Uh, he basically is frustrated from driving at night time, oncoming cars, whereby there's only one headlight working, or else uh, what's more annoying, he said, is one headlight a lot brighter than the other, so it's blinding you as an oncoming driver. Uh, I suppose a timely message for people to check their headlights and check their car. Many people are, are back commuting to 
of work they may have not done so for the last few years uh, and are they is there a responsibility first of all on drivers but can you be prosecuted for this? Oh, 100%. You, like, you must have both lights working and in perfect working order. It's no point having one light even uh, focused incorrectly. That's the purpose of the NCT. And I mean, most cars, it's either one year or biannually that um, the NCT. And that's one of the reasons why the, the, the lights are checked. They're checked for, for you know, that they're, they're, the beams are correctly zoomed and everything like that. So, I mean, you can be prosecuted for having a broken light. It's your responsibility. If you're going to take a car on the road, it's your responsibility to have everything correct on that car, Jean-Paul. So if there was, for example, a guard at checkpoint or a guard that stopped you on the roadway because of that example that Jared gave, one light shining a lot brighter than the other one that's blinding drivers, you, you could be pulled aside and told you, I mean, do you get penalty points or is it just basically a warning or, or could you'll, you be no, a fine? You'll be, be summoned to court, Jean-Paul, for, oh. for breach of road traffic regulations. Oh, right. Okay, so it's that serious. Yeah, that's, okay. that's it. And I, I look for, for a very good reason because, I mean, uh, one headlight is quite blinding um, driving against them or, for instance, that. So there's a safety issue there as well. So it's very important that you have everything in order to jump on. Okay, well, good to know that for those who are driving around. Maybe in that uh, circumstance, you'll just take note of that. Uh, for the moment, Don, thanks for joining us this morning on the programme. Thank you very much, John Paul. Thank you. That is Garda Don Davis from Bantry Garda Station with this week's Garda Files. We spoke there with Garda Don Davis from Bantry Garda Station. He was warning people about that scam from air while a listener in Boherbui says, while listening to your guard on the radio, I received a telephone call on my landline on Tuesday last and this person was claiming he was from air. He said to me that my modem was no longer working and that it was not working correctly. Now, while he said he was from air he was very plausible until he asked for my access to my laptop and also my phone just said then to him that I was busy and I couldn't continue this call so be careful you know when they're asking you for access to your laptop or indeed your phone uh, that they're not genuine but as, as the as Garland John Davis said and as anybody would tell you uh, air won't be ringing you uh, looking for your bank details or any details of you uh, to just hang up the phone and air probably won't be ringing you anyhow uh, so so just don't be taking phone calls and, and hang up the phone if they do claim they're from air at the moment because once they get access to the laptop or indeed your phone, what happens? If you have a banking app on your phone, there you go. They can, for some reason or another, they can get into that and that's where people lose their money. So just be extra careful with those phone calls going around at the moment and please inform people as well because no matter how many times we call out scams on this show, we'll still receive texts, we'll still receive emails from people saying, uh, you may not be aware of this, but this scam is happening and we could be mentioning it for a year uh, so people still you know are not aware of those scams out there so make them aware uh, so people don't get cut out and on the issue that was raised earlier with jurors this is on those driving with uh, incorrect headlights one light brighter than the other and blinding drivers and motorists Peter uh, makes a good point he says what about the trucks on the road this morning uh, when he was driving there was a truck that had three rows of spotlights two light bars and a LED or LED bright lights on mirrors. Now, is that legal? Asks Peter. Now, your WhatsApp came in just when we were finished the conversation with Don. We'll have to check that out. But it seems like a lot of lights. And I did come across this morning uh, a van, I think it was, um, which had, you described as LED bright lights. It was on the bumper, more or less, of this van coming towards me. Extremely bright. Uh, and yeah, it can be blinding. No, I'm not too sure. Are they doing it so they can see the road? I don't know the logic behind it. Uh, but we'll check. Are they legal or if indeed they can be? 
uh, allowed on vans or indeed on trucks. Uh, thank you, Peter, for your WhatsApp to 0862103103. And then I have a lot of texts in asking ahead of the county hurling finals this weekend. And Mossy is asking, can you buy tickets using cash at the gate in Parky Cueve for those hurling finals? Well, we did check in with Cork GA and we checked in with them on this a number of months ago also. And they are asking everybody to pre-purchase your tickets. So you can do that online and they're offering them online at the moment. And if you're not able to go online, you're asked to contact your local club secretary because they then are in a position to download and sell tickets to their members advanced of all those games. So if you really do want to buy a ticket, your local club secretary, who you know, will look after you there, Mossy, if, if you want to use cash. But if you're paying on the day in Parky Cueve, what they tell us is there's a tap card facility available on the day, but there's no mention of cash and that tap card facility is only available at Parky Cueve no other ground uh, so if I were you Mossy I would either contact your local club secretary or else if you have a card you can use that on the day or just buy them online if you do use um, your debit card for that and then Billy is in Charnival and he's asking why are TG Carr not showing the bars and Black Rock County final on Sunday they are showing matches from every other Munster County so why not this asks Billy in Charnival well Billy you're probably living in a county where it's the most competitive uh, for media rather than any outside of Dublin that is uh, than any other county and as you talk about uh, those matches and I see TG Carr are doing uh, finals this Sunday they're doing the Kilkenny hurling final and they're also concentrating on the Dublin football final uh, but I'm I could be stand corrected on this but as far as I'm aware when it comes to visual uh, and what you're watching on the screen uh, I, I'm, I'm convinced that the GAA uh, when it comes to rights that the Irish Examiner have the visual rights for all games of the championship season here in Cork so by way of viewing uh, the Irish Examiner website or social media accounts they'll be the ones who will be streaming that live so if you want to watch the match you'll have to go to them uh, as in TG Carr just can't show up at the ground park a satellite truck and jump in and decide to do live commentary every game including GAA now be that as many would say it's a voluntary sport you know at the end of the day they have deals with Sky Sports and when it comes to local championships they also have deals in place visually uh, they have one for, with the examiner and that is I presume that is why TG Carr aren't showing that because it's a rights issue uh, and then when it comes to audio which would be radio uh, here we would be broadcasting uh, th- those matches live uh, but everything now is it's not back in the day where you could just rock up those days are gone it's all right uh, and down to licensing so uh, that would be the reason I would imagine why TJ Carr aren't showing the court games uh, but why go to the TV? Why not listen to the radio? We'd have live coverage here across Sunday on Cork Sports Sunday with Rory Burke and what a fantastic commentator is John Cashman. Why would you want to hear anybody else? He'll be at Parky Ring or Parky Cueve even uh, and that's where the game is on, Parky Cueve and he'll have the live full commentary of the Senior Hurling Championship final of course as Black Rock are taking on St. Fembers. So uh, they'll be live across Cork Sports Sunday this Sunday here at C103. Now, on the way, if you have a young child at school going and they're getting coughs and colds, well, we have a pharmacist coming on after 12.30 giving advice and maybe yourself is looking for advice on how to uh, protect yourself ahead of the winter. Uh, Sheena will be joining us after 12.30. You get your calls in with questions now to Bernie, 0818-103-103. Text or WhatsApp, 0862-103-103. Jane not with us this week uh, with pet advice, but Jane will be back with us next week on the show. We've talked today until 1JP in for Patricia. And 
Fernie taking your calls and comments on 0818-103-103 or you can text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. After 12.30, we'll be joined by Sheena Mitchell, who's a pharmacist and uh, has her own uh, podcast that's called Wonder Baba, but she's giving advice to those as she's a mum of three herself who may have children in school who have coughs, colds, whatever else uh, they're bringing home and what you can do uh, to improve their immune system and much more if you've any question uh, for Sheena get that into us now we'll uh, bring those questions to her after 12.30 you can call Bernie 0818 103 103 text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103 and as joining us that means uh, there is no pet advice this week Jane is away and she'll join us on the show again next week now before midday uh, we had a lot of calls and comments in from people uh, who were simply asking uh, why TG Carher uh, was not showing the uh, Cork uh, County Hurling Finals this weekend. Um, we explained the reason why and basically the Irish Examiner had the rights visually to show uh, those Cork games, uh, hence why TG Carher is showing games from other counties. And many people then are asking about when you go along to the game, do you can you pay at the gate at Parky Cueve by cash? And we explained, no, you can't. Uh, so John, first of all, uh, says, well, that's interesting that you have to have a ticket before you go to the match. But yet, once you are inside the ground, they take your money then for a programme for the game. Does that make sense? Asks John. And Mary has been on to us to say she, uh, and as I explained this already about the, the rights of the issue, uh, uh, she feels that the GAA have sold their souls when it comes to rights and that people have to pay then to watch those games what about the elderly people who either don't have the money or don't know how to stream a game it's a total disgrace the GAA are just selling their souls that is Mary's opinion so just some of the opinions coming in following uh, the discussion on the GAA games but as I said earlier John Cashman here on C103 uh, one of the finest commentators in this country will be along and he will have a full commentary Cork Sports Sunday of course of both those games live from Parky Cueve on Sunday from 2 uh, Rory Burke presenting Cork Sports Sunday live commentary with John Cashman and on other issues that are coming through to us across the show first of all this is going back to what we discussed earlier and indeed yesterday with the Ireland uh, winning their way to the World Cup uh, when it comes to soccer and what happened afterwards then regarding in the song that they were singing in the dressing room. We had a lot of comments on this earlier. Uh, just one more from Michelle in Canturk. Uh, Michelle feels that it's a case of sour grapes when it comes to the ladies winning against Scotland. The girls are amazing and have done our country proud and have absolutely nothing to apologise for. Would English Robbie be made apologise for singing Swing Low, a slavery song? People need to get a grip and move on. Well done, girls, and the best of luck in the World Cup, says Michelle in Canturk. And then we spoke to... Katie earlier and Katie is basically living with her parents sleeping in their sitting room with her six children along with her own parents and her two brothers who were in the house as well a busy household and she's on the housing list since 2008 and uh, while she's entitled to HAP she cannot find suitable accommodation now we, we are working uh, with the council on this to see if anything will become of Katie uh, getting something a house and she's not even asking for where she's living anywhere in Cork she's happy to uh, receive a house at this stage for her and her children and the reason she's living at home it follows a marriage breakup but away from that there was a text in support there was people who were uh, renting private homes and that 
landlord is selling up and while they have all their paperwork in place they're waiting to go into a new home so a lot of people sympathise with Katie out there who is finding it tough to, to find accommodation a lot of people are texting in uh, in the same boat but we had a text uh, or a call from Isha in Douglas who felt that Katie you know with six children she shouldn't have that many children if she uh, finds herself in this situation well reacting to that is Nora and Nora says oh my god that Isha that text in has she any sympathy that girl with six children should be very proud of herself she's a great mum and those children are obviously her life and she's so lucky to have family support she will get a home of her own in time I'm in a council house myself but there is people out there that don't understand that not all of us can build or buy a house and should not be complaining about people in council houses we pay our rent and more and also remember none of us know what lies ahead people can lose their home and at any time you could end up in a council house but also remember marriages can break up in the blink of an eye and that girl with six children does deserve a home thank god she is close to her family things will only get better for her now hopefully for the future uh, children are a gift from god says Nora on text to 0862103103 and anybody in the Charnival area because Claire is on text she wants to know if anybody is having issues with the water in Charnival she says a leak uh, was fixed well over a week ago go but the water is still brown and slimy uh, Claire on text 0862103103 are you living in Charnival is the water uh, brown and slimy still for you it is where Claire is in the town and I've heard of this not in Charnival but also in various parts of the city uh, where for some reason or another people are turning on their taps and they're getting light brown coloured water or indeed fully brown coloured water and it's going on for a number of months at this stage and people are just sick of it uh, but regarding Charnival nothing in uh, from Irish water in the last day or so so we'll check in to see if there is a problem there but anybody else in the clear situation uh, let us know and while we were speaking about frauds and the Gardaí giving advice on our Garda file earlier just to be careful with those scam calls going around claiming to be from air and claiming to uh, ask for your credit card details in some instances also trying to get access to your laptop or your phone which means then they may be able to get into your banking systems uh, Mike is in Bantry good afternoon to you Mike he says he gets a magazine from Birdwatch Ireland uh, every year along with their calendar and he he pays for this by his credit card but now he says and I don't know if you're paying online or on the phone Mike but they want my digits at the back of the credit card I thought that was illegal uh, well no Mike it's not and the reason they want the uh, those uh, three di- di- digits at the back of your credit card uh, this is called uh, you might see it written next to them that's CVV2 I think but it's the card verification value and it's a, a digital security code so that while it's on the back of your card at the end of the extinguisher panel usually around there it's used for transactions when the card is not physically presented so I, I would presume you're doing this online maybe over the phone but I presume online so when you are doing this online it basically verifies this is your card just by any way of chance that someone would have got your card uh, by one way or another the number on it they must we will have to have that three digit number for anything to go through so it's a verification purposes so it's not illegal if you're purchasing anything online uh, forever it is you will always have to give that three digit number for the sale to go through uh, so hopefully that helps you there Mike and earlier on when we spoke to Councillor Bill Dalton O'Sullivan this was with regards to Cork County Council and many councillors feel that the money from central government isn't 
coming fast enough to Cork County Council. Basically, then this is leaving a lack of funding uh, for the area, leaving a lot of the roads falling apart, the towns and villages looking shabby. And overall, interesting that Bin was, when I was chatting to him, pointing out that an area of South Cork has a higher population than the entire county of Kerry, uh, but yet the funding Cork gets, as in Cork County Council gets, from central government is for the entire county, whereas another county will get funding you know, near enough to what Cork is getting, but it's, it's for a county with a population less than certain areas in Cork. Uh, so it's interesting the fact when they break it down to see that, uh, well, we're still one county, areas of our county are larger in population than other counties who are receiving similar amounts from government. So it's easy to see why roads can be better in other counties when uh, they have a, a less of a population of a fraction of an area of our county. Anyhow, on this, Councillor Declan Hurley uh, was in touch and he says the bottom line here, JP, is the government are negligent in its responsibility to properly front uh, the council here in Cork. Uh, the introduction of the local property tax was a sneaky move by the government, which has resulted in the government reducing the local government fund. The council, the county councils and has put the onus on councillors then to force them to increase the local property tax on the public to balance the books and provide public services. The system is broken and Cork County Council is under-resourced. Cash-strapped councillors have just had enough, says Councillor Declan Hurley on WhatsApp to 86 and from the council uh, to people texting in across the morning with one thing or another, uh, this person really has had enough of it. He says the country is becoming a country of handouts. What did you ever get for nothing? The people we are talking about have five or six cars, says this people outside, says this person even, outside each house. Why they are not people who are working, many of them can be claiming uh, from the social welfare. So then why are not those from the welfare departments going around and checking these people out and asking how can they afford all of this if they are just claiming social welfare? Uh, this person feels there's too many people getting away uh, with not working in this country. He says maybe in a way fair play to them. Uh, Two million working out of six million uh, says that person on text to 0862103103 and the students are protesting today a lot of them are after leaving their lectures and, and college courses and this is to highlight the lack of accommodation uh, right across uh, the Cork area for those who were attending uh, colleges in Cork but John is on to us John lives near UCC and John says there are students in accommodation near UCC but he's very aware that their family homes are only around uh, the corner from the college or in the city area. They could easily live at home and free up accommodation for those who were travelling from other areas of the county uh, fields. John, and finally, a scan... Uh, that has come in to us from a listener. This is going around before. And uh, just a word of warning, it's going around again. It's this scam claiming that you are a close contact of someone with COVID. Uh, this person's son received a text last night. He's not a close contact. But in the message, it does ask all the usual questions. And at the end of it, of course, when you click on the link, it asks for your bank details. And of course, we all know that if you are a close contact, they're not going to ask you for your bank details. Anyhow, a word of warning again, that so-called COVID text scam is doing the rounds. So lines open, always. 
0818103103. Text or WhatsApp 0862103103. Yesterday, uh, we were hearing about the professionals who could not find a place to rent, even a room to rent in the Cork area. I'll speak to one of those professionals next. Uh, this is following, of course, the students who are, are as John mentioned on the phone call earlier, are protesting today. So we'll chat with that person next who just simply can't find accommodation and keep your calls coming as well. Uh, for our pharmacist, uh, Sheena, joining us after 12.30. Uh, if you have a question for her, uh, get that into us right now. Text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council delivering roads and housing, community and business supports all across the county. See corkcoco.ie. The Mallow Castle Park Run. It's a free, fun and a friendly event. It's a 5K community event and you can walk, you can volunteer or just spectate. It's up to you. It starts at 9.30am this Saturday at Mallow Castle. And a fundraising bingo takes place at 9pm every Saturday night at the parochial hall in Clonakilty. It's organised and run by the Clonakilty Community Youth Centre Committee with all proceeds going to the new Youth Com- Community Centre and that is going to be built at DC's Car Park in Clonakilty. And the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland's Mobile Information Unit will be visiting four Cork County Council Library branches on these dates. They'll be in Bantry on the 18th of October from 10am to midday. Skibbereen Library on the 18th of October from 1.30 to 3.30. Then they'll be in Charleville on the 19th from 10am to midday. And Mitchellstown Library on the 19th also at 1.30 to 3.30. Booking is not required and everybody is welcome to visit. And a coffee morning will take place for Dunmanway Community Hospital. It's going ahead on Friday the 21st of October at Buckley Financial in Dunmanway. And if you have a charity or not-for-profit event and you want it advertised on the Cork Diary, just email diary at c103.ie. Cork today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 0818 And Peter was in touch earlier and he was asking when you're on the roadway and you see those trucks and those trucks that have uh, the spotlights and the light bars and the LED bright lights on their mirrors. He's asking, is that legal? We did check in uh, with uh, the Gardaí on this. And basically, all vehicles must be compliant with the road traffic regs. And that basically means that those bright lights you see, those LED bars, they may not fit in with the road traffic acts. Uh, So many of them would be illegal, Peter. Uh, But if you have a complaint uh, that you have seen these on the road, if you maybe know the reg, you're asked to contact your local guard station and they will then check uh, if someone has breached the Road Traffic Act if you wish to do that. But if they are stopped on the roadway and they do breach the act, uh, they can be, as we had with the lights, the incorrect headlights. You can actually uh, be summoned to court. So be- make sure your headlights are working correctly because as a guard at Don Davis outlined, you could end up in court. And also if you're using those LED light bars or extra lights on your vehicle, uh, additional lights that maybe, you know, you're putting on yourself that aren't already on the vehicle you too could be breaching those traffic acts and in the end could be summoned to court so Peter overall yeah and the majority of those are seemingly illegal. Uh, thank you for your WhatsApp to 0862103103. Now, as we've been hearing today on the show and indeed yesterday, it's very tough to find accommodation no matter where you are in Cork, whether that be uh, county towns or indeed if you are looking for accommodation in the city. Uh, Lorna joins me. Lorna's from uh, Kilcorny. Lorna, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, how are you keeping? I'm fine and thanks for joining us. So you're at the moment, you've started a new job, you're working in the area of marketing, uh, but you obviously are moving to the city and you want to seek, is it just a room to rent uh, in the city area? 
It is indeed, yeah. It would be a, a long-term um, option I'd be looking for. So whereabouts in the city, roughly, would you be looking to, to rent? Well, look, I mean, in this climate, we beggars can't anywhere. be choosers. Uh, anywhere that would be even within a 20-minute walking distance to the city centre would be magical. But it's just proving really difficult. And do you, do you drive yourself or would you be depending on public transport? I do. I'd be waiting a fair while if I was attending on public transport from Kilcorny. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping um, you were going to say you drive living in Kilcorny, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, no, um, yeah, so, I mean, if there was no traffic on the roads, it would be a 50, 55-minute drive from Kilcorny up to the city. But obviously then, when you're hitting rush hour, it means getting up at around 6 to be leaving for 7 to not hit the rush hour traffic and actually secure a parking spot. So, um, yeah, I, th- I guess it's adding on a, a good few hours to the the day um, and as we know time is precious. <laughs> Indeed and you noticing the traffic levels in the city have just increased so much and those who are commuting out of the city that it is adding on. Now mind you're getting up early because of the distance from Kilcorny to the city but your travelling times are increasing due to those traffic levels. Absolutely massively. Um, like it's you know, if, if you were going off peak, it's just a 50 minute journey, but that could actually be doubled by sitting in traffic. Um, and that actually goes both ways between hitting it coming in in the mornings or going back down again in the evenings. It's just, it's gridlocked. <laughs> it is. And I, I don't know why the city is just gridlocked, but I know they have made changes to the keys and, and why everybody appreciates they're trying to get everybody to use public transport. They haven't really improved public transport, so we've no choice but to get the cars. And that is what is happening. I mean, I think anybody listening who is commuting in and out of the city or even living in various city areas it's just gridlock at the moment and that is one of the causes and then more people back to work but tell me about the accommodation you've been seeking a room for the last while uh, have you had any viewings or is it a case Dafton or any of the websites are just empty? Um, no, so it's not completely empty. I guess um, where there's the most amount of um, availability is your kind of full house or your full apartment kind of a viewing. So they actually just even don't even respond to you if you're there saying, yeah, I'm looking to rent one of these rooms. So I guess maybe the circumstances could even be a little bit different if I had a group of us ready to you know, take over a full house or full apartment. But then when it comes to, um, you know, like rentaroom.ie, for example, where it is just the one single room, it's either a no reply or oh, this has just been taken. And then I guess, you know, if you're working a job where you're you're either working from home or you're in the office, most of the viewing there are kind of scheduled during working hours, which kind of adds that extra layer of difficulty to it as well. So, um, yeah, it's really just me badgering everyone I know and even don't. <laughs> like, would you know anyone that owns the property? Because you know yourself, it's... It, um, in that house share kind of a situation, it's kind of a, a on a recommendation basis of, oh, I'm moving out next month. Would you recommend anyone? Because, you know, you want someone that won't upset the dynamic inside of the house then either as well. So... Yeah, yeah, no, it's you're a right. Throat. It's <laughs> very tough. Yeah, it is very tough. And a lot of the time, it can be that. I know I house shared for years, as I mentioned yesterday. And I mean, a lot of the time, if a lad moved out, he might know of a guy. And it's the dynamic exactly. in the house, you're, you're dead right what you say. They know they'll fit in with us. I mean, I was always sharing with many uh, guys from, from rural area, from, you know, for, from West Cork, North Cork, Kerry, wherever, County Clare, you know, different areas. We all had the same, similar background. So we all fit yes. in well. Uh, and you come on to keep that dynamic. So it's tough to get that. But secondly, we also interview people uh, who came to see that we didn't know. Now, you meet very interesting characters doing that, uh, but you'd also yeah. meet someone you know who will fit in. So, so hopefully that will work out. Uh, and so have you viewed any house at the moment? 
I have not, unfortunately. Like, there was a couple of people between my network on socials yeah. that got, contacted me, but when it came down to it then, and oh, being over and back, they're asking, oh, like, do you work from home at all? And, you know, my setup is work from home two days a week and in the office three days a week. So the one room that was a potential, they were saying, look, it's just not going to work with any working from home at all because the room was um, all out to fit the bedroom and the wardrobe, and the, the bed and the wardrobe inside of it. And then the other two did work from home and they needed the shared space for cooking and whatever. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, th- so I think they, they basically don't want people working from home because of, of rising bills and as you say there'll be too many around the house uh, so the search continues for you and basically today you're looking for anybody out there who may have a room to rent you're a professional working in the marketing side of things you're in Cork City well you're from Kilcorny but will be living in Cork City so it's anybody who who may have someone moved out recently and slow to take someone on you we will like at weekends will you go home most weekends um, I uh, I'd probably be be staying up some weekends and maybe going home other weekends. So yeah, feel like the option of digs wouldn't be something I'd, I'd be exploring. Yeah. So there'd be seven days, but you might go home the odd weekend. So anybody out there who who rents a house or indeed is a landlord tuning in who owns their house, a living landlord who's renting a room, if they are listening in, you'd be happy to if they get in contact with us, we can pass any number to them. That would be so greatly appreciated. Well, we'll do that, Lorna. It is very frustrating, you know, when you get to a, you get a good job, you, you get to an age where you should be living in a house or a situation or in a house, but you simply can't get it. But it's what's happening at the moment. It's the reality of it. Yeah, yeah, it's shocking. Um, and I do feel for even the likes of students as well that are in a similar dynamic. And you've heard the stories of people living in their care and everything. So yeah. I know that I'm, I'm lucky to have um, my mother and father's place to be bouncing off of in, in the interim. But yeah, I mean, it's heading up two extra hours in the day every day but sometimes more so yeah I'm looking forward to hopefully finally integrating fully once I'm in, in the city By the way what's the cost of fuel like for you travelling to Cork City uh, back to Kilcorny? Well do you know what this is actually my first week in the role so okay. I haven't had the chance to top that up just yet but just yesterday evening I filled up the tank again so that's uh, 75 euros from three oh, days wow. alone anyways Okay so that, how, how many euros did you say? 75 75 just for three days? Yeah Okay, you can't be doing that all the time either. I know rooms are dear in the city, but if it's three days, top you up 75 euro, that, that would add up over the next course of the few weeks. I presume, have you spoken to your friend? I know we're saying everybody's in the situation. Have you your own close friends who, who have been in this situation over the last while? Uh, do you know what just this weekend just gone I was talking to a girl who wasn't long after coming back from travelling and she said it took her three months to get a room and that was out in Douglas it wasn't even in the city centre and she's coming out to to Blackpool for work so that wasn't exactly motivating now I have to say but um, yeah look I suppose I'm fortunate to have a wide network and I'm brazen enough to kind of ask people to share the message on if they do know of anyone so hopefully if we cast the net wide enough Hopefully we have your details here Lorna so if anybody does contact us we will pass on your details to them and hopefully we can help out and get you a place to live in Cork City and the very best of luck with your new job as well. Uh, thank you so much and thanks so much for having me on. No, pr- no problem. Thanks for joining and sharing your story. That is Lorna there uh, who joined us on the comment line 0818 103 103. The reality out there for, for professionals as we were discussing yesterday who are just looking simply for a place to live so they can work and the cost then of commuting as Lorna explained is just too high. Uh, your views are welcome. You can text our WhatsApp 0862 103 103. Right, we're going to speak uh, to our pharmacist next. Uh, before all that though, uh, very appropriate as we're speaking of the cost of fuel there. C103.
103's Free Fuel Friday. With East Cork Oil, serving Cork City and County and across Munster. For locations, see your local oil company.ie. Always local. And it returns tomorrow because across October you can listen and indeed win with C103's Free Fuel Friday because every Friday we're giving away €100 Euros worth of fuel vouchers right across the day. Uh, just stay listening to identify the star in the car. If you identify that star and get it right, well, you just text some WhatsApp in uh, for your chance to win and then you could win on C103's Free Fuel Friday with East Cork Oil serving Cork City and County and across Munster for location see your local oil company.ie always local only on c103 Cork today on c103 text or whatsapp patricia with your comment 086 103 and Trevor Welch is here on Saturday with Premier League Live. It's on C103.ie from midday, powered by Talk Sport. And he'll bring you live coverage of Leicester taking on Crystal Palace at 12.30, Wolves taking on Nottingham Forest at 3, and Spurs take on Everton at 5.30. The Premier League Live online with Harvey Norman, your home of the big screen. Listen Saturdays on the C103 app or go to C103.ie. And I see a few texts and calls coming in regarding the NCT. Uh, get to those now but we'll get to those calls tomorrow on the show and of course we know the NCT and the the company behind it uh, were in with the Oireachtas Transport Committee yesterday afternoon so we'll discuss that on tomorrow's show but a lot of parents at the moment are dealing with coughs and colds so what is the best way to tackle our respiratory health? Well Sheena Mitchell is a pharmacist who owns Milltown Healthcare Pharmacy and runs her own podcast on her website wonderbaba.ie and Sheena joins me. Good afternoon to you. Hi, nice to be here. And thanks for joining us. Now, as well as a pharmacist, you are a mum to three, so you only know too well uh, the correct advice at the right time can mean a lot to the well-being of the child, but also uh, for the well-being of the parent, Sheena. Absolutely. And I think parents are in a situation where they're often looking for solutions in the midnight. The small hours are always the loneliest, I say. So when your child is sick, I suppose you want information accessible 24-7, available on your phone. And I suppose that's what I try to do with wonderbaba.ie. So you found yourself in that situation where you come up with the idea that, you know, the usual 2am, 3am in the morning where it's dark outside, you've no one else to turn to, uh, you can't figure out what's happening. You decided to push, I suppose, practice over the years and and do something about it. Yeah, and I realised it was after the birth of my first child almost 10 years, well, actually 10 years ago now, and I was on maternity leave, and I even found myself Googling things like how to make the baby sleep and, you know, any kind of desperate tips I could get. And I did come across a lot of misinformation online, and I just thought there was a real need. You know, I think it's always said that it takes the village to raise a child, but I think the way our communities are gone now, and with so many parents working, the community isn't maybe as present as it used to be um, in, I suppose, a sense of everyone being accessible and able to lend a hand. So I just wanted to provide a safe place for parents to access healthcare information at a time that suits them. And you're right, uh, when people Google stuff, you know yourself as a pharmacist, I mean, if anybody has a pain somewhere, if you Google, you know, Google it can tell you that's it, your your life is over. So you you can't (laughs) trust, you know, (laughs) Mr. Google, you can go the other way. So uh, having a place where you can actually justify what has been said, at least uh, it won't be so lonely for those at three o'clock in the morning. 
Exactly. And I try and share a lot of kind of up-to-date info on my social media. So that can all be found on Wonder Baba. But, you know, it's important in terms of, oh, now you can get the flu vaccine. And actually at the moment, RSV levels are high. So watch out for bronchiolitis. All that kind of stuff. So I suppose just making sure parents know what's going on and mm. making sure they have support when they need it. <laughs> and we mentioned you were coming on, so we have a few questions in regarding that from parents who are in the situation whereby their child is in school, there's a cough in the classroom, there's a cold, they're picking that up. So one, and a lot of parents came in with this one, they're noticing a nasal congestion in their children. So what would you advise them could be the best remedy to sort this? Yeah, and it's the time of year first. Rhinoviruses and enterovirus always raise at this time of year, September, October. And now we have the complication of any of the common colds and bugs the kids just haven't maybe been exposed to because of lockdown. So immunity is down. So certainly there's loads circulating in the schools. So definitely for nasal colds and congestion, there's lots you can do. The weather can, is obviously quite cold now and the air can get quite dry at night. So I always recommend putting a damp towel on the radiator or even a bowl of warm water under the radiator just to add a little bit of humidity to the room. Some parents will use a steamer if their child is particularly blocked up and that will run overnight to just keep all the mucous membranes working as they normally would. Some people would use salt therapy. Um, there's advice you can get, you know, that it does the same thing. It just reduces inflammation and stops um, congestion from sticking in the chest at night. But even just, you know, lots of hand hygiene, it's unfortunately back to the basics. And I know my own children have gotten very lackluster about their enthusiasm for hand gel. I think they're just worn out from rubbing those hands. So just important to remind them to use tissues, and especially in school, if you can get them to bring hand gel in, it's probably the easiest way to keep those hands clean and stop things from spreading in the classroom. Yeah, we're still back to the sanitising and, you know, it, it did prove itself over the last few years for a lot of people. So it will keep away the coughs and the cold as well. But uh, when I mentioned coughs there, Sheena, I've had a lot of people on to us who have on, on about coughs and either themselves or their children have had a dry cough over the last number of weeks. And Noreen in Crookston is one of those. Her son is 10 years old. He has a cough. It's coming and going for the last few months. Now, he seems to be constantly trying to clear his throat. He drinks a lot of milk, but could it be the milk causing this? Yeah, there is such a thing as milk protein allergy and that can definitely cause an increase in mucus secretions. It is quite uncommon though. So, you know, in general, I wouldn't cut anything out of the diet unless you're 100% sure. So definitely we're talking to the GP about that one. Um, a lot of the time, you know, if it's a dry cough and it gets worse at night, I definitely recommend keeping a track of the flare-ups because it could be potentially asthma that could be causing the problem and going into the GP with a lot of information on the history over the last few months can be very useful. The other thing is obviously if it's all coming from the nose with the level of common cold going around at the moment, congestion can cause a postnatal drip, especially at night. So it's no harm even if people can raise this sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> put a couple of blocks or books under the head of the bed so that the mucus isn't getting trapped, you know, basically in mm. the airways and it can drain well. And also the use of saline um, nasal sprays can be really helpful in that situation as well. And uh, Margaret wants to know, can dust or allergies, can they bring on coughs as well? Because she notices sometimes in a certain room in her workplace, uh, it can be quite dusty and she finds that that does bring on a fit of coughing for her. 
Yeah, absolutely. So dust is a really common allergen and I actually, I did a whole podcast episode on dust and pet allergies and how to reduce it. And really it's about, I suppose, you have to think at this time of year we have the windows closed and especially like that for in, you know, environments where maybe there isn't great ventilation, a lot of problems can arise. So if dust is an issue, taking a daily antihistamine is absolutely no harm. And and then again, the saline rinses. And if someone knows that they're going into a dusty environment, just to have the antihistamine taken before they go in and, you know, try and, I suppose, increase ventilation in the area. Mm. And I'll just stay on cough. So one more. This is Amanda. Uh, she's looking for advice because she's pregnant. She's over three months pregnant, but she has this cough and a slight head cold. Now, she's very slow to take anything for it. Uh, should she? And have you any advice on what she can take? Yeah, well, congratulations to her. Very exciting when it's early days. And mm. absolutely, as a pharmacist and mum who's gone through three pregnancies, you know, it's very difficult. You're very torn between wanting to take medication and wondering what's best for the baby. So definitely steam is, you know, going to be a great solution for her. So even a steamer overnight will add humidity and help to clear. It's all really about keeping the nasal passageways clear from mucus. So the saline nasal sprays are all suitable as well. And even the salt therapy is also suitable during pregnancy. Um, So these are all products that we have on our website or in any community pharmacy. So really, it's just about taking as little, I suppose, conventional medicine as possible. But there is a lot of products out there. There are even products that have some eucalyptus and menthol in them, um, which are suitable at that stage of pregnancy, but not in the later stages, because they can be a bit stimulative, which is something that we want to avoid, you know, any preterm birth. Yeah. And in general, then, when it comes to both parents, you know, parents who, who are busy working, you know, rushing out in the morning early, either the child is going to school or going to a childminder and you're doing your best not to be out sick because if the child is picking up something, then, you know, you're more likely is going to be out as well from the workplace or you end up picking up the cold. So I suppose for, for, for everybody, what should we be doing now to prevent those coughs and colds, to build up our immune system, uh, maybe for the, the mammies and the daddies out there more so than the children this time around? Yeah, and it's a difficult situation because especially for children in the zero to four age group, RSV, which is responsible for bronchiolitis, is on the rise and is higher than last year, which was exceptionally high on its own. Um, Flu is also circulating. So the first thing I'd say is definitely get everyone in the family vaccinated for flu. It's completely free for children between age two and 17 and they can just hop into their local pharmacy um, or contact them for an appointment or even at the GP. But in terms of respiratory health, again, I can't emphasize enough the importance of salt therapy because that's a great thing just to keep the air clean um, and to reduce inflammation in the airways. But, you know, I suppose it's really about eating well, staying active, keeping warm. It's difficult at the moment because we'd say, you know, ideally you'd have the temperature in the house set to 18 degrees. If anyone else is like me, they're afraid to turn <laughs> on it all this year. We're all I worried just, about the energy prices, Sheena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you just got to layer up, okay? So <laughs> but we have to do what we can. So lots of layers and even using a snood over your child's or your own mouth going out into cold air. Cold air is really a big trigger for respiratory problems. So for young babies, I say, use the rain cover even when it's not raining just to stop the cold wind from coming in contact with with the baby's face. Okay, so a lot of uh, good advice and a lot of basic advice there that people just need to remember as we head into the winter. For the moment, if people want more information, as we said, wonderbaba.ie and you have a fantastic podcast there as well. The best of luck to you, Sheena, and hopefully we'll, we'll chat to you again on the show.
Thank you very much. Take care. That is Sheena Mitchell there, who's a pharmacist. And as I said, check more out at wonderbaba.ie. My thanks to Bernie Murphy, who produced. I'm John Paul McNamara. Enjoy your Thursday afternoon. We'll chat to you tomorrow morning with Cork Today from 10 a.m. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.